And welcome, welcome to Resting Witch Face, your one-stop haunt for all things spooky, bitchy, and more. I'm Bailey. I'm Grant. I thought you were gonna say last name. Oh, I guess I didn't. Just oh, are you <laughs> it's now a surprise? I can't. Like, are, are you like Madonna or Cher yep. or Halsey? Yes, I have dropped. Just... <laughs> yep, I actually I've dropped the last name and those two middle names that I have like a psycho. Thanks, mom. So you know, you know. Speaking of Halsey, you know those like <laughs> recording artists that like exist, and like there's nothing like particularly wrong with them. Like there's nothing like mm-hmm. you just don't like them. Yeah, for sure. She's one of those. Halsey. Yeah. I don't. I don't know anything about. I her. don't know anything about her. I know some of her music. I don't really. Maybe it's I don't like her music. I feel the same way about. Don't even know how to pronounce her name because I just know that little about her. Cam- Camila Cabello. Oh yeah. Camila Cabello. I. <laughs> I don't know anything about her either. <laughs> I know she was in like Lil Mix or Fifth Harmony or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, we're just aging ourselves now. Yeah. We're just, you know what I will say? I'm living for that new, for the new Jonas Brothers. I don't give a shit. Okay. Well, okay. No, no, <laughs> we can talk about it. Did you, this is, we're, this is also like happened two weeks ago, but I, I mean, I actually, what I'm actually living for is in the sucker music video, how little screen time is actually given to the Jonas Brothers and how much we're focusing on their wives and fiancés who are like incredible, gorgeous, talented humans like Sophie Turner, who is doing so much in that music video. If you haven't watched it, I just yeah. really encourage you to go. Like there's a, specifically a scene where she licks her lip on one side that oh, honestly, I, I could watch it for four hours. So that's how I feel. Yeah, thank you for I did, um, I think, appropriately turning this conversation back around for me being like, I don't like these girls. You <laughs> mean like, let's empower women. Um, thank you. No, I, I don't discriminate my dislikes. And if I dislike <laughs> a female artist, it's simply because I don't think they're good. Not because like I'm sure. against feminist. Actually, I think it's, I think it's feminist to dislike. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would. <laughs> I would. I would never discriminate with all of the dislikes that exactly. I put out there. Exactly. You know, I, everyone is. Everyone out there is given the chance for us to dislike them. Exactly. So it's, it's equality. That's right. Um, I would also just like to say that it's speaking generationally. It's it's always interesting. Um, so I have a lot of my coworkers are like in their early to mid twenties versus mm-hmm. me, who's in my late twenties. And it's interesting to see, like, when we talk about, like, the Disney Channel shows we watch. Yeah. Just even, like, that four or five-year age difference mm-hmm. is a huge gap. Absolutely. Whereas, like, I feel like you probably feel the same way. You, but, yeah. <laughs> as someone who loves Disney as much as you do, I bet you also watch all these shows. Whereas, like, for me, like, I'm talking about Even Stevens. Of course. Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. So weird. A little bit into That's So Raven. That's So Raven, I feel like, was mm-hmm. the cusp of, like, me getting a little bit over those shows. Right. And I, like, and I would go all the way up until, like, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. See, that's, and then they're they're <laughs> talking about fucking, like, Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah. And what is that show that Ariana Grande was on? Okay. Oh, Cat. Uh, so... uh, uh, Victorious. Was, was she on that? Yeah. Okay. And then there was a spinoff with Cat uh, and something. Yep. And like Sunny with a chance and like all these yeah, things. No. Just, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, or like, same. I'm like, you lo- you lost me. Yeah. That's where at the, you lo- you lose me at that point as well. Mm-hmm. It's just like funny when they're like, oh my God, my Disney channel. I'm like, if there weren't DCOMs on, it wasn't Disney channel. Oh my God, DCOMs. I mean, Xenon. Um, <laughs> guess, guess what double feature I watched last night. Oh, this it was. Can I have a clue? Yes. It was an Alexa Vega double feature. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Spy Kids. Yes. Two. First. Just okay. First okay. I had it right the first time. Yeah. Um, I just went too far with it. Um, sleepover. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had never. Do seen we know sl- each I, other? I had never seen Sleepover. <laughs> wow. I don't think I've seen it either. Really? No. It is okay. Uh, not to give a full recap of the 2004 flick Sleepover. No, please. Do. <laughs> basically, it's about like a group of girls who are like on. They just finished eighth grade and they're going into high school and like they're having some. What, what a time! Yeah, what a time! <laughs> And like Alexa Vega plays this like one girl and her couple of friends whose names are Farah and Yancey. No. No. Yancey with Yancey. A, Yancey. Okay. Like Nancy uh-huh. with a Y. Okay. Um 
And they, they go on this like scavenger hunt against like the group of popular girls featuring Sarah Paxton and a definitively pre-nose job Brie Larson. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know it either until I saw she was in the movie and I was like. All right, well, keep talking oh, yeah, and I'm just going to Google Brie Larson. Sleepover. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. And uh, they, so you have to do like different these like different tasks, including like one of them. She has to like go to a bar and like pretend and get like a guy to order a drink for her. And oh. she like meets a guy online. No. Who turns out to be her teacher. <gasps> and they have this whole scene where they're like flirting as she's like pretending to be this girl. She's like wearing sunglasses. And <sighs> and then finally he's like, wait, Alexa. Oh no. And then, like they still are kind of like, instead of like being like, holy fucking shit, this is pedophilic and like fucking weird. Is that a word pedophilic? Yeah, it is now. Um, it's so it's and there were like so many situations. There's also there's also a scene where it is I was screaming. She's <laughs> she she has to break into her crush's house who's in high school. Mm-hmm. His name is Steve. Because at one point, I only reason I remember that is because at one point her like best friend is like, if you could like have anything in the world, what would it like? You could snap your fingers and you could have anything you want. What would it be? And she just goes, mm, Steve. <laughs> <gasps> She, no. she breaks into his house to have to steal his boxers. She proceeds to hide in his shower while he's like getting oh undressed. And she watches him get undressed and like <laughs> with like the curtain peel back, including him taking off his underwear as he's like pulling the underwear down. And then she's like sitting there just like, mm, like butt crack. Oh, like, it's, I can't, it's on Hulu. I cannot recommend it enough. <laughs> it is a wild 85 minutes incredible i'm sorry i'm distracted because i'm looking at pictures of brie larson and i have to say she i mean she's very cute before the nose i'm very surprised that this person was like i really need to fix that well it looks normal yeah yeah, but i mean it's it was hollywood good it was a good nose job okay but right she definitely had one yeah 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 we'll we'll post some pics (laughs) no we're not judging any of you if you want a nose job fucking do it i meant more like we'll post some pics of sleepover okay um okay thank you so much for coming to our spooky scary podcast yeah let me let me get this train right back on track by sharing a hey that scared the yes, shit out of me please do so it, it wasn't sleepover that scared the shit out of you it was not okay. um it was in fact i believe i've talked about this before how and i'm sure this is a universal thing getting phone calls from mm. random numbers hate yes we hate. hatred yeah. especially when they leave voicemails Oh no! And so, and I've been getting a lot of voicemails that are just like, um, it'll be like a recording. I just block the number and go about my very merry way. But I proceeded. To, I've now gotten two phone calls from this uh, San Antonio number. Okay. And they proceeded to leave a three-minute voicemail, uh-huh. which I'm going to play you the beginning of because there's only a beginning and then it's two minutes and fifty seconds of silence. Oh my god! Okay. I'm scared. You honestly, you should be. What can I call you? What can I call you? What? What can I call you? What can I call you? What? Would you like to hear it again? Oh my god, what the fuck was that? What can I call you? 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 Isn't that terrifying? What can I call you? Yeah. And then it's just like, I don't know if you can hear that static sound. Oh, what? I'm sorry, what? Two full, like two and a half full minutes of just static. Okay. Okay. And just, just going, what can I call you? What <gasps> can I call you? What can I call you? Like, Ugh! <gasps> Abby from work, stop spamming me. <gasps> oh my God. And that number has called you multiple times? Uh, they called, the first time they called and left that. And then they called the next day and did not leave a voicemail. That's fucking creepy isn't that fucking terrifying yeah i mean i'm hoping it's okay this is what i'm picturing it as this person is auditioning for a voice Mm. part where they have to say what can i call you and they're just doing all the different iterations of it and they got the number wrong yeah or maybe they didn't realize that they were recording or maybe it is a recording it probably is recording (laughs) but regardless thank god it was like the middle of a work day like sun was shining and i'm like sitting at my desk like oh my god pissing my pants Oh, all right. Well, um, if anyone, if anyone else gets a call from that guy, please let us yeah, know. Yeah, please, and tell him that. Um, tell him to call me back. <laughs> tell him he can call me baby. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. Um. Ew. No. Okay. Uh. 
moving moving right yeah. along let's who's, let's talk about our badass yeah bitch who's our badass bitch? this week okay so me. i've been wanting to do this one for a long time i know that right. you you're gonna be on the same page as i am with this i want to talk about phoebe waller bridge nice. who is the creator of killing eve mm-hmm. which is a show that we both very much appreciate i have finished it okay I was about to by say, the way you haven't finished yet. no 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 how how good is that? Incredible. The, yeah. the, I was li- literally on the edge of my seat in those final moments. I was oh, like, I could like barely breathe when they're shit. like on the bed together. I was like, <gasps> what do I want this or do I not? Yeah. Oh, like what's happening? And then I was like, oh, it's going a different way. Yeah. Fuck, the, it's going a different the, way. The sexual but violent and like. Incredible. This, oh, the infatuation. Ooh. Oh, they're both so good. So like good. Sandra Oh is bringing her best. I, People, I think, I really hope that, you know, she'll get, she'll be remembered not only as just being Christina Yang, mm-hmm. but I hope that people, I, I personally think that this is her at her finest. Mm-hmm. Agree. Um, I mean. Because she can be center stage and can just shine. Right. I, not, I mean, like, I don't want us to forget about her role in the Princess Diaries um, as the iconic principal, but like, sure, yeah, this is her best work. Um, thank, thank you for that. <laughs> so, yeah, so Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the incredible creator of Killing Eve. She is an incredibly accomplished comedian and actress and writer and producer. She's 33 years old. This is not her first successful television show. What else did she do? So she originally did this. She's, I mean, she's British, so she's Mm. done a lot of shows like for the BBC. Um, And her first show was... I don't know if it was her, technically her first show, but the one that she's really known for is the show called Fleabag, mm, mm-hmm. which is like, I'm talking about it. Like I've known about this for years, but it was one of those I've things where I work, I work in a comedy space and every person that I talk to, or like we, we had, we like interviewed a bunch of people for this role where we would ask them like, you know, their favorite style of comedy or like who they really look up to. And literally every person said Fleabag really? to the point where I was like, okay, I guess I should watch this. And then I watched it and it's, it is one of the most uniquely brilliant things I've seen in a long time. It's and it's it's a really quick watch. It's How many like once it's one season. Oh. But supposedly it's coming back now for another season, but this is from it's from like 2016. I feel like that's also a very a very common British thing to do. Yeah. Like, we'll do like eight episodes right. and that's all you get. Yeah. But um it's it's definitely, you know, a little bit darker, but she she stars in it and like wrote and created the show. Oh yeah, season 2 premieres March 4th, 2019. Oh my god. Wow. Okay, so it just it's already premiered. That's amazing. So basically she, it, it has this really unique style of comedy where she she talks to camera but nobody else in the scene is aware of mm. the camera, so she's breaking the fourth wall but no one else is. Oh, Olivia Coleman's in it. Yes. Sorry. She's she plays her stepmother. Godmother. She godmother. She's hilarious in it. Um, it's 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 really really good. I really recommend it. Um, and she also has it's it's a I feel like I think I watched it on like Daily Motion. Like it's pretty easy to find if you just Google like watch Fleabag, but it's not on any like normal streaming service. It it's might be on, on Prime. Prime. It's on Prime. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm like over here being like um fact checking. No, your it's ass. I love when you do research about things Sorry, that no, I don't do research about. Olivia Coleman's IMDb page, but I'm listening. Good. We love her so much. Um, but then she also she also did this show called Crashing, different than the HBO show. Oh. <laughs> but um which is which she also created and she's not exactly this this is more of an ensemble comedy but she is also in crashing i really enjoy it like it's not i wouldn't say it's as good as fleabag and a lot of people don't like it as much but it's it's on netflix it's another one that's one season it's super fun it's about a bunch of um like 20 somethings who are living in this like abandoned hospital because they've turned it into really cheap housing so hmm. they're they're just kind of like Crashing. Crashing there. Um, (laughs) There is a gay storyline, which we love. Um, There's a lot of like fun romance and just, it's fun. So that's another great show, but obviously we love Killing Eve. And I just, it's, it's so refreshing to see such a young, accomplished woman who's doing so many great things in the television world and really wears so many different hats in all of the shows that she's involved in. And she's clearly just a really great comedic mind and an incredible performer in her own right. So that's amazing. Yeah. Love her. Love Phoebe. Can I be that successful in five years? Probably not. And I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, no offense, but she's doing, she's doing really good. So, 
Um, yeah. Anyway, please watch Fleabag. I think you'll like it. I think I think I might have to. I mean, you you, you had me at Killing Eve connection and Olivia Coleman. Yeah. I mean, what can you say? What can you say? Okay. Do you wanna <laughs> wanna get into this week's story? I would love to. Great. So, as you know, here on Wrestling Witch Face, we talk about spooky, we talk about bitchy, and sometimes we talk about a little bit more. Oh. This is a little bit skewing towards the more side. Okay. Um, so this story was uh, suggested to me by a listener of ours named Amy. Okay. So thanks, Amy. Thanks, Amy. And originally I started doing research to this as just like a, a hey, that scared the shit out of me or even the little bitch mm-hmm. concept. And then I kind of just like got into a, a rabbit hole with this story. And I Good. just like felt, I just, I, I can't stop thinking about it. And I hope you feel the same way. But it definitely is like, it's not off brand, but it's like near brand. Okay, brand adjacent. Brand adjacent. Great. The connection being um, a couple months ago, probably, was this like a year ago? When did we do The Watcher? When did I do The Watcher? It wasn't that long ago. I think that was, probably was like a couple months ago. October, November? Maybe, yeah. Who knows? So we got a lot of positive feedback for that episode. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We still get suggestions of doing The Watcher to this day. Yes. Thank you. We already did it. Yep. Um, There, I actually, I attempted to kind of combine like a watcher update with this there mm-hmm. there has been the the family in the in the watcher case have since before they were kind of like pretty tight-lipped they've since gone on the today show or something and talked okay. about it but there still isn't a whole lot more information so okay. that wasn't enough but this story is also about a very mysterious and creepy letter that oh. is currently taking um philadelphia and the internet by storm okay so this is the story of the Philadelphia Steel Furnace letter. Okay. Oh my god. Wow. This and this is like currently happening. This is this is hot off the presses. Okay. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if like if this episode comes out and there's like new updates. Oh. We'll try to. Um. I mean, I, hot off the presses. I mean, like in the past couple months. Okay. Okay. Well, you'll see. It, it definitely by there's an important date relevant to the story that is will not have happened by the time this episode drops, no matter what. Okay. So. There is this, as I mentioned, this very strange letter that has been um, distributed around anonymously to some Philadelphia residents, including multiple people that Amy, who suggests the story, knows. Um, The photos of the letter were then repeatedly posted by several Reddit users um, who've claimed that an unidentified person was leaving copies of it in mailboxes and passing it around uh, residents in the city's Fair- Fairmount and Brewery Town neighborhoods. Okay. Does that mean anything to you? No. Nope. To me. No. Nope. Don't know much about Philadelphia. I've been there though. So, would you like to hear the letter? Okay. I mean, yeah. Okay. So uh, it's it, well, I'll post a picture of it because it's kind of hard to describe. I'll sh- I'm going to show Bailey right now how it's kind of laid out with these weird kind of like okay. s- headers and mm-hmm. body subjects. So first header, in all caps, ABBA. Like A-B- ABBA. Okay. ABBA. Great. We love ABBA. Mm-hmm. And this is the first paragraph. This is to inform you that all the food ate since first grade is alive in your body. Oh. Especially the dead animal remains or meat since it was cooked alive and is alive in your body. Mm-hmm. Anywhere it goes now, you must go with it. That's 365 days a year from first grade to now. Okay. Next header. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Paragraph. Ugh. Also, newborn baby received your first grade body or a meal just like the 365 days a year. What? Last header. Also, breakfast, lunch, dinner. The only way I see for you to save yourself from the every witch away of being mm-hmm. burned alive. Of being burned alive. Mm-hmm. The scheduled is to become a solid steel statue by place yourself under anesthesia. And mixing your body with melted metal, then re-solidifying the metal, or seal yourself in cement. What? Uh, uh. When it becomes real to you, you can type it up and have a lot of copies made. Then pass them out and post them up. What is needed is a steel furnace where metal can be melted and the bodies of people and animals mixed with the metal to become steel, unable to be hurt. Of course, you'll be sedated first. There will be a meeting on April 27th, 2019, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, on the subject of building a steel furnace at 27th and Grand Ave on the vacant lot. 
What we need is a bulldozer to dig some ditches and steal furnace equipment. Do attend. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, what? So. Okay. Let this, let, take a second to let that settle in. Okay. Whatever that is. Um, all right. The letter quickly sparked an endless supply of memes, a subreddit, a Facebook event, and even its own location on Google Maps. Uh, yet, and feel free that this is, I didn't even realize that this is like really all over. I don't, I don't use Reddit. I don't like, no. it, but like there are some deep, dark Reddit holes and a lot of, a lot of memes. So the, and that's like a real place yes, that exists. It is, it is a vacant lot in okay. this kind of neighborhood, I think where, or one of these neighborhoods where this letter is being distributed. Okay. Um, yet while the letter has had plenty, has led to plenty of jokes, some residents have expressed their concerns. One Reddit user writes, um, someone needs to look into that because if the writer is in any way involved with kids or vulnerable adults, things could go very badly. Um, yeah. take it to the cops, um, ask them who handles this sort of thing. A concerned person has also started a GoFundMe page to raise money for mental health in light of the flyers. Cause mm-hmm. that was my first in completely yeah, it was like, um, this, this is someone who's not well. Yeah. Um, in the first day of being Posted, this GoFundMe has raised just under $1,000 from a goal of 5000 for the Philadelphia Mental Health Clinic, um, a GoFundMe certified charity where the money will be sent directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the news station NBC10 reached out to Philadelphia. Oh, sorry. I should say that I got all this information from NBC Philadelphia and the Philly Voice. Okay. As well as from Amy. Thank you, Amy. Um, NBC10 reached out to Philadelphia police to see if they're investigating. A spokesperson <laughs> said they haven't received any formal complaints nor a copy of the letter. They're encouraging people to call and report it, however, if they have any concerns. An original copy of the letter is up for bids on eBay with an initial asking price of $365. Oh my God. Which is like, I will say, like, th- there's some people with a good sense of humor amidst this. I love that. Um, there's also footage of the person rumored to have distributed the flyers a day before, um, a day before capture of the public intrigue. But multiple trips to that area have failed to turn up anybody who recognized him as someone seen around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He was described as a, quote, old head, whatever that means, <laughs> okay. who, when a witness peeked through a window on 28th Street north of Girard as he was sliding a flyer into a nearby door, stated that he, in quote, stared at me for 20 seconds and it felt like he was looking deep within my soul. Oh, God. Like, never how you want to feel when you're seeing a strange person distributing flyers. No. Um, so that was kind of the initial, like, background story. And this is where kind of, like, it, for me, it went from, oh, this is just, like, a fun thing to, like, oh, my God, I, I, I just want to talk about this because I think this is all amazing. Okay. So the Philly Voice, where I got a lot of this information from, dis- decided to not only report the story, but do a line-by-line breakdown of the letter. Okay. To kind of... <laughs> On earth, what's what's going on here? Right. Well, that was that was my first reaction to it. Was like because there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, for like a letter that's trying to give you instructions, it's uh, I I don't, I don't feel like I've come away with the letter with a with a good sense of what I should be doing. Um, in in response. Yes. Yeah, so okay, that's what I'm here to do. Right. Thank God. <laughs> so the letter starts with the perfectly centered word ABBA. Uh huh. Is this some kind of viral gimmick for the Swedish pop supergroup? <laughs> the Philly voice asks. Um, it's more likely that here in this context, Abba was representative of the Aramic word for the father. Oh. In Hebrew, Ab translates to father or Ab. The writer then claims that all the food we've eaten since our first grade, um, sorry, since first grade for breakfast, lunch, and dinner is alive in our bodies, singling out dead animal remains or meat. So what is, what is the truth of this statement? Yeah, what? Um, a heated discussion broke out on Reddit about what, if any foods are 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 cooked live, whether vegetables are technically living when consumed and so on and so forth. I mean, lobsters are cooked live. Yes. A lot of the time. Yes, but I, yeah. But then they die and then they're dead and you're, when you eat them and then you poop them out. (laughs) And then you eat them again. (laughs) Um, I think, yeah, I mean, are are clams or like oysters alive when you eat them? Uh, I don't. Or I think when you like shuck an oyster, I think it just like, it's like, Bleh. yeah, I think so too. I mean, there's like li- live and active cultures in your activia. And, and in some countries outside of the U.S., I think that there's, you know, people eat crickets live or yeah. there's more. Um, yeah, I mean, you definitely could. But maybe not, you know, I guess like for us, I'm just picturing like school lunches. Right. 
it's, for some reason. It's, de- it's definitely not going to be a common thing. Yeah, I don't think your pizza bagel is Yeah. Um, I also think, I don't know how productive it is to like really look at this letter and be like, let's make sense of all of this. Right. It's like, no, it's like, it's probably a lot of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, but please go on. Yeah. Um, it's worth just mentioning that even chewing gum does not stay in your stomach for multiple years if swallowed. Right. So I don't, so it's. Which is a rumor that you hear every. Right. Like, every child hears that it's going to be in you your stomach your for gum, seven years. It's going to be there forever. Yeah. Um, I just think it's just worth pointing out that like yeah. there's technically nothing we consume, whether it was alive going in, it's going to come out dead. Yeah. Out of your butt. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So you science. introduced the thing, so <laughs> I had to go. Um, uh, Roger Allen Clemens of the University of South Southern California and presiding officer of the International Ac- uh, Academy of Food Science and Technology mm-hmm. dispelled any thought of lingering living foods. He shared that food is in one's mouth for a few seconds, one's stomach for a couple minutes, and in one one's gastrointestinal tract in different stages of digestion, anywhere from one to three days, depending on bowel movement patterns. Which actually, I didn't know. I thought that food lasted in your stomach a lot longer. Because so, like, when you're thinking about, it, you're like, oh my god, I'm so full. It's not actually in your stomach. Oh, a couple it's minutes. Your, yeah, it's in your intestines. Wow, weird. Okay. I think it just like passes through. It's like a quick like. Unless you ate so much that it May December romance struggling. <laughs> May December romance in your bowels. <laughs> okay, <Ooh>. great. It's <laughs> oh. a fun one. I, I'm having a great time. Uh. Um, when asked if people could have any food eaten in the first grade still inside them, Clemens responded, "No, absolutely not. Not at all. Your body does a wonderful job of elimination. None of that of food. None of that food appears in your body today. Great. Although I am still feeling the meatballs I ate last night." <laughs> Um, there were no esper- experts available to consult on whether a newborn baby received your first grade body or whether b- being burned alive is a viable option to address the situation. Great. The person or persons behind the flyer suggest that we become solid steel statues, but only by placing ourselves under anesthesia first, then mixing our bodies with melted or molten metal and re-solidifying the metal to seal ourselves in cement. You following me? Of course. I mean, it's so clear. <laughs> Um, so begs the question can you actually place yourself under anesthesia Dr. Um, Rajnesh Gupta who is associate professor of anesthesiology at Vanderbilt University and chair of the group's upcoming regional anesthesiology and acute pain medicine meeting in Las Vegas because I know we'll see you there right yep we'll Um, be there meet and greet (laughs) (laughs) said that you can't anesthetize Anesthetize? Anesthetize? Yep. How do you say that? Anesthetize? That's how it's spelled. I'm just, I'm just like lisping everywhere. Anesthetize. Anesthetize. You can't put yourself under anesthesia (laughs) safely. There are three components to the process. One, putting a patient off to sleep. Two, wait, did I say one or A? I don't know. Oh. I want to make sure I'm I'm listing things appropriately. Off the rails. That's how I like it. Okay. I had coffee today for like, I don't usually drink coffee, so I'm okay. feeling perky. Um, let's go back. There are three components to the process. One, I said one, putting a patient off to sleep. Two, maintaining and monitoring vital signs. Um, and three, oh, sorry. Two, maintaining the <laughs> monitoring vital signs and the patient while knocked out. And three, waking them up from the sleep safely. Yes. So sure, you can conceivably pull the first part off yourself, but steps two and three, no, says Gupta. Um, it is a dangerous proposition, and it's basically suicidal. Anesthetizing yourself would yeah. be suicide. Um, and he adds that he hopes that the police know about this guy because if he's, you know, I think that's also kind of what someone said about, like, is this person around children or vulnerable adults? Like, promoting this act of, like, mm-hmm. even saying, like, you need to... Um, Anesthetize yep, yourself. That is basically asking you to commit suicide. Yeah, that's very suicide. scary. Um, so is it possible to, in quote, become, <laughs> to become a, st- a solid steel statue by mixing yourself with melted metal? I'm going to, I'm going to say no. I'm just going to make a prediction right now. Yeah. Uh, nobody within the Philadelphia Department of Public Health felt confident offering comments <laughs> on account of a lack of experience with such situations. I also just like, what I say, I love this article so much because like they, they like did their homework. Yeah. I was expecting like- at first just to be like, cause it's also like a bunch of like, 
and I'll mention there's some like some pop culture references and things like that. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I was gonna be stupid. I was like, wow, they like did their homework. They were like asking around, and I'm sure they got a lot of like uh right what? <laughs> responses. Sorry, I can't comment. Um. um, but logic would have it be that being mixed with molten metal would a hurt and burn real badly, mm-hmm. and b you would die. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, pop culture has recently examined something akin to this. Some of you out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, I don't, do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh. I was I was actually thinking of it already. Okay, I'm so you were thinking of, um, what's his fuck? Viserys Tar- Targaryen, is how you pronounce it? What? Daenerys? Her brother. Oh, yes. Yes, okay. Um, he was killed by having molten gold poured over his head. Yes, that's that happens in like the first the, yeah. episode. It's the, it's the only, I've only seen the first season. Okay, So great. I remember that happening. Great. I didn't like that scene. But that's not really mixing your body with metal. No, but it was. But but it's it's clear you would die. Yes. Okay. Well, th- that scene specifically prompted several articles examining the history of such forms of execution and what would actually happen to the body when subject to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cliff Notes conclusion is that while the molten metal might choke you, burn your lungs, and rupture your organs, it's ultimately the steam that's likely to kill you first. Interesting. Um, I mean, <laughs> let's just skip it all together, actually. Yeah, let's just, cool. I, I'm not that good. I'm like going to like list off ways I would prefer to go, but mm. that's not one of them. It's, it's pretty low on the list. Um, the flyer notes uh, that the bodies be mixed with molten steel first, um, but the the people who wrote this article said that they decided to examine, to kind of be like, okay, like, well, we don't really know how that will work because mm-hmm. no one's really seen that happen. Um, but what actually happens to a body when they're mixed with concrete, which is actually a more common is the wrong word, but a more like, I mean, yeah, more realistic to current times. Right. Like if you're a, a murderer. Yes. Yeah. Um, starting in the fictional world. Um, this scenario was the focus of a 2008 episode of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, mm. Long story short, a dude was hanging out in a construction site. He gets trapped in from while deciding to show off and lies in drying concrete. Um, that also happens in True Blood, um, when Eric gets rid of who's what's that guy's name, and they bring him to a construction site and they dump yeah, concrete over him. But, but then he gets out and he's a vampire. So yeah, it's it, actually is it Russell? Kind of irrelevant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great. great. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Keep keep us on relatively <laughs> on brand. Um, but from a non-fictional perspective, the. The Philly Voice spoke with Sean Parcells, who's a forensic clinical anatomist with the National Forensic Autopsy and Toxicology Services in Topeka, Kansas. He spoke of a uh, horrifically tragic case out of Wichita in which a three-year-old was abused and murdered. His his body was found encased in concrete in the laundry room of his family's home four months later. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Horrible. That's awful. Uh, The boy's father requested a second opinion for the autopsy, which would eventually find the stepfather found guilty of first-degree murder in October 2018. Oh, my God. Um, his body had decomposed to the point that determining the cause of death in his initial autopsy was impossible. Oh, baby. So, so sad. Um, Parcell said that there was no outward sign of injury, thus concluding that the child had died of asphyxiation rather than the pressure of the concrete solidifying around him. Like, thank God. I guess. Um, saying, we didn't find any bones crushed when pouring concrete it is it's a liquid so the body will be encased in a bubble of sorts or a shell around it so wow. okay that's um great in case you're wondering how that works uh-huh um it's worth noting though so as i mentioned like the story like capped like i feel like i was getting whiplash okay. so in talking with this this guy this kind of this kansas city um what is he he's a mortician a, a forensic clinical anatomist my, okay. my bad it turns out that he has a little bit of a shady past. Oh. So the TV station KCTV5 in Kansas City had heard from multiple families on both coasts across the nation who said that working that working with Sean Parcells, this gentleman, mm-hmm. um, that he took their money but never completed their work. Oh. Um, Parcells counters by saying the vast majority above 90% have been very happy with my work. However, the chips fall and they are... Um, and they're thankful because of their peace of mind. Um, but this uh, TV station began investigating him when families told them about how he now operates under a different name, uh, that of Professor Lin. Okay, sure. 
Uh, Parcells admits that he that Lynn is his legal middle name, and that so he has that right, and that it's difficult to pronounce his last name. So that's why he sometimes operates under that name, even though he is not a professor. Sure. Um, Lacey Langford from Kansas City says that she's still waiting for Parcells to refund her from an autopsy that was never completed. That's so um, weird. She says, I've lost sleep and I've gotten physically ill over it. What happened to my mom? I don't know that we will ever know. Oh, my God. Um, this also, is cr- crazy. I know. There's also uh, accounts from Washington, D.C. and Florida, um, the last of which a woman named Kathy Fenton said, he never returns my calls. Um, he'll lie to you, and then he'll um, then you try to call him back, and he scolds you for trying to get an answer. It's been 14 months, and she still doesn't know what happened to her loved one. Oh my god! It's like a horrible, taking a lot of twists and turns. Yeah, we're we're about, we're about to get the train a little bit back on track, but okay. I just want to I I would be remiss if I did not at least mm. investigate that also kind of bizarre like I mean it's a scam. This guy's yeah. obviously a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but it was basically like it was it was funny because so he was quoted in the initial article, and they were kind of like as like a little like asterisk. They're like. By the way, like some of his his like recent dealings mm. have been a little shady. So I think they were kind of just trying to cover their ass, right? But then of course I was like, "What do you do?" Oh my god! Wow. Um. All right, let's kind of let's return. Okay. So the article calls for a bulldozer. How much would it actually cost to rent that bulldozer? Do you ask? Um. And how much would it cost to procure a solid steel furnace that the letter also requests? According to Herc Rentals um, in Southwest Philly, bulldozers are available to rent for roughly six hundred to fourteen ninety five per day. Wow, it's very expensive. Okay. The flyer refers to gen- generic uh, steel furnace where metal can be melted and the bodies of people and animals mixed with the metal to become steel, unable to be hurt. Uh huh. Um, what the writer was likely referring to was something known as a blast furnace, which uses smelting to <laughs> produce industrial met- metals. Also, I like to say smelting is one of my favorite words of all time. I'd also like to say that I don't think the writer knew what the fuck they were talking no. about. Um, and this sort of high standard steel making blast induction melting furnace um, can be found online for just a, just a chill seventy to $90,000. Oh, my God. So the, the writer of this article is asking for someone to make a big investment to complete yeah. this mysterious mm-hmm. task. Right. Um, now, so the, the date they, they reference, April 27th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Is there any importance to the state of this little, little furnace party? <laughs> um, the flyers were distributed nearly 10 weeks before the events. So there were being questions of like, okay, like, is this a countdown to something? And is there, was there a rhyme, rhyme or reason to the timing? April 27th is the birthday of U.S. Senator Cory Booker. So there was questions of maybe if it was just a gimmick for an aspiring presidential candidate's rally. Unlikely. That doesn't make sense. Nope. Um, <laughs> a lot of Reddit doesn't make sense. Okay, great. Um, there are also some other uh, famous birthdays on the state, including Ulysses S. Grant, Casey Kasem, Coretta Scott King, um, Ace F- Fraley of KISS. Uh-huh. As well as sure. uh, Frank Abagnale, notorious con man, check forger, and imposter, who Leonardo DiCaprio portrayed in the 2000, 2002 film Catch Me If You Can. Oh. Um, it is also the date that explorer Ferdinand Magellan was killed in the Philippines, and President Abraham Lincoln was suspended for writ of habeas corpus, or sorry, suspended the writ of habeas corpus, and there was a march on Washington, D.C. calling for the impeachment of President Nixon in 1974. Okay. Um. <laughs> All seems very relevant. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, potential historical ties from a local perspective um, point to a date in 1868 where five people were killed in a boiler explosion at Penn Treaty Ironworks. Oh. And in 1892 when a massive fire destroyed several buildings near 8th and Sansom Streets. Boy, okay. Um, lastly, the number 427 or April t- Yep, I got it. Um, (laughs) Was described on Urban Dictionary nearly 15 years ago in a post as the birthday of God. Oh. Um, And as the most important day of the year, and it should be a national holiday. That's what apparently someone posted. Okay. So that's kind of a line-by-line breakdown. Um, So there... It doesn't... They didn't really say, like, where this meeting is happening, right? Like, it could be happening at the lot. They said they said to the lot. Okay. That specific lot okay. on the corner of um, the the vacant lot on 27th and Grand Ave. Okay. Sorry, Gerard Ave. I'm <laughs> so blind. 
Great. Okay. Um, so there is a specific location. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as I mentioned, you know, people have created a Facebook event for the group. Like there's, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some sort of turnout if you're from Philly. Um, I'd be curious to know actually what goes down. Oh my God. That's so weird. Um, but I think it's important to kind of bring things back around and kind of examine a little bit further. If all this attention has been the expense that someone's suffering from mental health issues, um, or if it's just some weird, like, troll. Right. How, so, kind of, did you say how many people got the letters? I, I don't know. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. As I mentioned previously, uh, the Do Attend Help a Friend GoFundMe drive was initiated to raise funds for the Philadelphia Mental Health Clinic. As of Sunday, March 3rd, it has reached uh, $1,205 of the $5,000 goal. The GoFundMe description reads, Over the past few days, as the furnace letter has gone viral, I've heard so many people that have suggested turning this into an opportunity to help people suffering from mental health issues. I don't know a whole lot about the mental health resources available in the city, but no one else was doing anything. I did some research and found a nonprofit that is doing some great work here in the city. If we can turn even a percentage of the effort that is being put into memes right now into action, mm-hmm. we can we can make a difference and help pe- some people out. Mm-hmm. Thank you in advance for your contribution. Do attend. Which I think was just like a really nice way of, you know, making something mm-hmm. good out of something. At, at the very least, you know, whether this is someone who is mentally ill or not, I think it's nice that something can... Um, some good can be done and the fact that, you know, shining some light and getting some people involved and charity is always a good thing. Right. Um, as at the time of this recording and as the time that I found these articles, nobody's been able to track down the distributor of the flyers, so it remains cloaked in mystery. Attempts to have forensic psychologists offer their insights into the mind of the author were unsuccessful as well, particularly due to the fact that the responses from the internet and the public are potentially using a mentally ill person, uh, person's condition for amusement. Right. However, there's still a very good chance that this is some sort of prank or some elaborate performance art hoax. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? (laughs) I Um, hope it's that. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, um, Some people did some research into who actually owns the lot on 27th and Girard, debating on if this could be some sort of, like, property battle because apparently back in the early 2000s there was a heated battle over if the location should be turned to McDonald's or not. Mm. Yeah. where they kind of fought against the people in the local community who didn't want a fast food restaurant like in their neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and it's been, you know, Ida's location for a four story building with stores on the ground floor and residencies on the upper floors. Um, but uh, according to the Philadelphia's department of licenses and inspections, there are no open violations in the site. Um, so there is, and in, in fact, actually Philadelphia fire code prevents the lot to operate any of one's own metal burning, statue making crematorium on the vacant lot. So basically kind of shooting down theories that this could be something to do with some people in some sort of like legal dispute over the lot. It is interesting. Like the, the like fast food angle is kind of interesting because it goes a little bit hand in hand with the like killing and eating animals, mm. which I almost thought was like where the letter was going to go mm. when you first started reading it. But yeah, it does for veganism. But it does feel like a, a bit of a stretch for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, regardless, the buzz in the neighborhood is that weather permitting, the 27th and Gerard Furnace Party will draw in large droves of people to the area. And the nearby Crime and Punishment Brewing Company has decided that it's, um, in quote, it would only be right to participate in the ritual, sacrifice, and brew a beer specifically for the occasion. Oh, my God. So stay tuned. April 27th is just around the corner. That's so funny. And, and maybe and there will be some sort of um, party or, you know, mass something might huh? go down. So stay tuned. You Philly folk, please, you know, let us know. Yeah, been, keep us in that loop. Yeah, we want to know what's... Um, what, how uh, how that's playing out and what the fuck Abba has to do with any of this? I, I if I, I, I'm fully expecting Abba to to play that festival on that day. Yeah, I mean, what I'll just say is that if if you happen to attend and um, if you change your mind, mm-hmm. I'll be first in line. <laughs> Honey, <laughs> I'm still free. Fuck out. I hope I did that right. You did. You I'm did. literally just pulled that. I'm like, I'm like trying to envision <laughs> Mamma Mia right now. Okay. That was, 
a really weird one. Yeah, it's always weird. Yeah, but I liked it. Thank you. I really was struggling. I, you know, I wanted to do something a little bit more lighthearted this week. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I I think that it has been some weeks in a row of some pretty heavy shit. Some heavy shit, and I think that you know it's it's nice to kind of remind oneself why we do this podcast and like what thing that what are things we enjoy about us about it. And I think that you know. For me, as much as I love doing true crime, and I'm sure the next time I do a story, it was going to be some like horrific murder. But mm-hmm. I had this like whole other one investigated that was a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, some people out there are like, "God damn it, Grant, why didn't you do that?" Yeah. Um, but I, I, I wanted to put that on the back burner and kind of just like do something a little more fun. And yeah, and I think it's always also a nice opportunity to um, not nice, but I think it's it's a good opportunity to also talk about you know mental health and that yeah. You know, whether you are struggling or someone you know is struggling um, or whether you know or not that, you know, there are resources and there are people out there who are there to help and um, it's never too late or the wrong time to reach out and seek that sort of help. So um, yeah, completely. And there's nothing wrong and there's nothing wrong with. No. And like, obviously we are, we're having good time with this letter and like how ridiculous it is. We also don't know. We don't know the situation between behind how this letter was written or who this person is that's writing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just be mindful of it. I understand it's like, it's a funny and weird thing. Um, and until more information comes out, I think it's okay to be t- talking about it in the way that we are. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good, it's a definitely a good call out. Yeah. And you know, if you, if you're feeling charitable, check out the, um, the GoFundMe. Yeah. I can post, um, I can post that link if people are interested. Awesome. Um, Great. Okay. Well, do you want to just close this out with some petty bullshit in our bitch sesh? Um, Okay. So my complaint this week, I feel like is similar to complaints I've done before, which I mean, we have a lot of some, we have a lot of themes that we like to return to, but mine kind of goes with the general theme of like, I don't like talking to people and like kind of spending time with other people a lot. Um, No, just that's, I'm kidding. Um, But I, no, um, I just want to talk about like small talk a little mm, bit today. Sure. Um, and everybody's had those experiences where you're walking into your workplace or you're walking into your classroom or out of your classroom and you what you run into someone that you know, and it might be your coworker or your classmate or like an acquaintance or a random like parent that you don't really know that well or whatever it is. And you quickly realize you are both walking to the same location. And now that you've bumped into each other, you have to continue walking that way. So like you're leaving work and you're like, I'm going to walk to the subway. And then your coworker happens to be leaving with you. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, okay, um, we don't know each other that well, but here we're about to, we're going to, we're about to dive in to Mm -hmm. at least six minute conversation as we walk to the subway. And it's usually fine, um, but it truly sometimes is just like pulling teeth of being like, okay, so what is it? What's it going to be? Where did you grow up? How's <laughs> what projects are you working on? Where do you live in? Like, where do you live in the city? Really covers about like thirty seconds of material, unless you can really kind of like expand that into like, I love the neighborhood, and here's why. Mm-hmm. But it's just like consistently, it is nonsense conversation. Agreed. And there have there have actually been times where I've been like walking out of work with a group of people and I'm like trying to get somewhere and I'm like, I'm honestly, I'm just going to walk a little bit ahead of you because I need to, I'm going to go. And they're like, okay, cool. And it's fine. And it's like, I wish it were just a little bit more okay to be like, <laughs> I'm going to put my headphones in now and I'm just going to walk quickly. So yeah. I'll actually see you tomorrow. And it's no offense to you. It's just like my workday is done now and I want to have my me time. And I'm not like shitting on my coworkers at all. Like this isn't even really a total personal experience that I've had, but it's just like my, I have, my coworkers are very nice people, yeah. but small talk is so awkward mm-hmm. or like at a party when you don't know anyone. Well, think, <laughs> anyway, you have, and you have any thoughts on this? No, I do. This, this feels very relevant and one that I didn't like have like saved for a complaint, but I definitely can relate to. Cause I think that it's, it's not even so much about like with coworkers, but in particular, it's not like you, you know, you could think of something to talk about. Mm-hmm. 
you you might like them a lot, but it actually has more to do with when you're when your relationship is working relationship, mm-hmm. you really only have that work in common. Yeah. So when you start like talking about the weather or like Yeah. I, I just I don't do well in awkward silence. So like if I'm alone with a coworker for an extended period of time, I'll usually be like, Are you up to anything this weekend? Yeah. Like things like that to try and get a conversation going just to like make of this course. make this madness end. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I totally hear you. Yeah. Thank um, you. Thank you for validating me. You're welcome. Um, um, my complaint this week is also work-related. Great. Um, so I a, a large portion of my job is working with children, and, and whether that's like direct, you know, chaperoning or whatnot, like like w- with children, or it's actually a lot of it has to do with like office-related work for the benefit and the education of the children. Mm-hmm. Um, and something I often have to do is, you know, some more menial tasks of data entry. Mm -hmm. And particularly I have to sometimes enter into a database, handwritten forms. Okay. And I would just like to say, (laughs) it's okay. If you have bad handwriting, Uh it's okay. We all, we all go through it. But if you're filling out something that someone else has to read Mm -hmm. and then has to input input, Mm-hmm. Try and take like the extra 45 to 55 seconds mm-hmm. to write out your phone number or your email legibly. Oh my God. Particularly when it's like you're, you're an emergency contact mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it and I'm like, is that a six? Oh God. Is that a nine? Is that a, <laughs> and, and I mean, especially if you're, if your email, you might be, you know, 34, but your email is still lucky girl 997 at hotmail uh-huh and i can't tell if that girl is spelled with an i or a u or like it's like there's there's crazy things where you're just like <laughs> and it's just it'll it'll make and it's something i but i i i bring it up only because it's something that i've never really thought about when i'm no it's a, forms. it's you, a good you, point because everyone fills out yeah. shit by hand all the time you have yeah, to all the time like whether it's like a medical form or uh you know release form whatever it is mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that just take, take the time, take the extra effort to uh, particularly, it, it makes me more mad when in the context of my job, cause it's, it's annoying to me, but I'm more like, what if I need to call you yeah. in an, an actual legitimate medical or some sort of emergency and I can't reach you because you did not write your phone number legibly. Yeah. No, that's no, that's no good. I would just like to say just as a side anecdote because this is fucking hilarious to me is yeah. so in sometimes these forms they'll ask for like birth date which mm-hmm. is referring to the birth date of the child uh-huh. and they the off the number of times it'll be like such and such like 1984 and I'm like no nope, your, your child is not 30 <laughs> wow incredible um, um okay well okay. here we are again at the end of and then an, an, the end of another episode um, as always, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We love hearing your comments and your thoughts on yeah. good, bad. We really, whatever. we honestly, every time we get a new rating, even if it's bad, we it's like so exciting to us to just mm-hmm. hear what you think about the shit that we do. Exactly. So, um, if you feel like taking the time, uh, you can also always follow us on social media at RWF Podcast, Instagram, and Twitter, RWF Podcast at gmail.com. Send us in your spooky stories. Um, suggestions, thoughts. We're always, our DMs are always open. Mm-hmm. We're sluts like that. That's right. Um, if you get any creepy letters, you know, just watch. Just watch out for that. Watch out for furnaces. Yeah. Um, and please continue to eat the food that you normally eat. Yeah, eat the food you normally eat. It's not going to grow inside you. No. Um, if it does, let us know. And um, I was I was gonna say I was gonna go onto another soapbox of about mental health, but I think we got the point across. Yeah. Um, take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones. Yeah. All that good shit. Take care of your ghosts. Please, they need you. <laughs> Bye, Bye, bitches. bitches.